Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. This is episode 114. I am Travis Greer. I'm joined by Paul Arnest, Arnest, Paul Arnold and Ernest Watts. I try to join you two's names together. Uh, these are the, your usual you, you hosts. You already do that in like 23 states, as I understand. Paul Arnest, I was bringing out my country, <laughs> North Carolina, oh, playing to it. Okay. So we've got a two, two North Carolinians here today. Ernest is in Richmond, North Carolina. And uh, Paul, you're up there in Michigan. I can forget the name of the town, but today we got a great podcast uh, and a session planned for us today. We're going to be talking about dogs, man's best friends. We're going to be talking sports, and our cup is overflowing with sports things to talk about with with uh, playoffs and and all those great things, great games that happened this week. Nonetheless, we're going to talk food. We'll work in movies and books, but yes, this podcast has it all, folks. So. Uh, well, I, I got some news to break to you all, Paul and Ernest and our listeners. The Greer, the Greer household has a fever, and this fever is not associated with COVID-19, and that has not hit our house, thankfully. But our house has puppy fever, and I, I'm sure, Paul and Ernest, you having kids young like mine, at one time you heard the, the, the saying, say, Mom, Dad, I want a puppy. But as Charles Schultz once said, he says, happiness is in a warm puppy. And I could agree with that. But the only thing I'm concerned about is we are getting a puppy here real soon in September. I'm worried about stepping in a uh, puppy's happy, warm pile of uh, brown mess, possibly. And I've had practice with that. My wife, my wife, uh, my, my daughter, she, she got a game one time and it was don't step in it. It was Play-Doh that you wore a blindfold and you tried not to step in the poo. But nonetheless, uh, we're adding a new family member to our our, our, our entourage, so you will, and we're getting a, a, a weenie dog, the Dachshund puppies. So my question to open up to you guys, Paul and, and Ernest, have you ever had puppy fever? Have you ever had an experience <laughs> with man's best friends? And, uh, you know, how, how did that go? What about you, uh, Paul? Well, let's see, a dachshund, a weenie dog. How many weenie dogs could Joey yeah. Chestnut eat in uh, 10 minutes? Oh, that's a bad joke. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> uh, a dachshund. Oh, wow, that's those dogs are cool. I mean, I guess they used to chase after weasels and rats and things like that. And uh, talk about low profile. So in my household, yes. my wife was scarred from early childhood with dogs. She, they had a basset hog, they had a Pyrenees, and... Um, anyways, the dogs, she didn't like them, but the crazy thing is wherever we go out in public and people have a dog, they always go to her first. And so right. we didn't, we talked our kids into cats because we thought they'd be the less yeah. uh, evil option, but we were wrong. Cats are, you know, it's the old adage. They look at you like, serve me. I'm your master. And dogs look at you like, you're my master, but you could scoop up my poop. So no, we've yeah. passed on dogs. If I could get a dog right now it'd probably be a yellow lab but my daughter really wants to get um one of those mixes a sheep dog poodle uh uh sheep a doodle or whatever because it's hyperallergenic and all that but then she said oh yeah they cost like three grand and i went what for a yes. dog it's looking into this breed you know we had some growing up as in my family having dogs inside we were a cat family as well but looking at the price that some people want to Put out there for a dog is just out of this world and so we were lucky enough to, to find something that's comparable and what we can do but you know uh another quote Ernest to hear your opinion on it I've known you for quite some time and I, I consider you a 
a good friend and a coworker as well, right? But a dog will be your best friend no matter what, even if human friends aren't. So, um, what what about your experience? I've never heard you talk about your animal life, Ernest. What's going on in that area? Okay, first of all, my advice with the puppies is get a male, or else you will have puppy fever. Mm. A female, <laughs> There's a fix a for that, order. Ernest. Yeah, well, you got to be quick on that, real fast, like you uh, do. Female, female dogs mature real fast, like. Uh, I've never thought of dogs as man's best friend. I mean, their their relationship is you feed them and you give them space. But no, no lassie. I had a dog. I've had multiple dogs. The the one I liked the most, and I am partial to beagles. Uh, his name was Booger. I, I picked the name Booger. myself. Yeah, I picked it myself. The name. Yes. And he was just yes. a nice. big, heavy uh, beagle, and he was, you know, he. Fireworks on uh, New Year's Eve and on Fourth of July, he'd climb under my porch and and whimper. But he got an obstruction in his uh, abdomen, died from it. Then my kids brought dogs. Unfortunately, they got females. And then I had to park. They left and left the dogs. Didn't take the dogs with them. So that's another problem. If you buy a dog, do a deal with your kids. When you leave, you take the dog with you. Because uh, I had to lift up the 50-pound bags of food. Mm, that sounds really it's, rough, Ernest. Well, again, it's, it's their dog. It, it's good for teaching kids responsibility to get it up is. the it droppings is. and to feed the dog, wash the dog, take care of the dog, check them for ticks. Here in the South, that's a big issue. Is, yeah. is, and mange. Mange and ticks are the big thing. And yeah. uh, the old days yeah. used to take tick off with a cigarette. Can't do that because we're anti-tobacco people. And the main yeah. you, you treat with Plus uh, that be inhumane, old motor oil. Oh, yeah. Old motor oil. Used to suck from old motor oil. Take care of the mange. But it yeah. is good for teaching responsibilities. But, you know, the, the lowest person in the world, to me, ranks higher than the highest animal. You know, I've got... There, 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 no, there are no dogs yeah. in heaven. Yeah. Okay? There's no dogs yeah. in heaven. Whoa, right? whoa. So, uh, Your grandsons are going to listen to this. Well, right. Billy Graham was asked if there's if he thought his dog was going to be in heaven. He said, "I think God wants us to be happy in heaven, so I think my golden retriever will be in heaven." So there you go. You're going to go against Billy Graham? We shall have an ideological disagreement with the, <laughs> the great Billy Graham because dogs do not have a soul. And last time I read, you got to have a soul to get in heaven. I don't know. And they the look at you just right, and you think they do. So. Yeah. No, Paul, your your wife happens. might be a little uh, concerned if there are dogs in heaven, but nonetheless, all that will be taken <laughs> care of. But I, I remember my grandpa back in the day staying with them, and my grandma was like, he'd oftentimes say, you know, I'm, I'm going to go. I said, where are you going? I'm going to go see somebody about a dog. But uh, nonetheless, uh, speaking of dogs. That was about something totally different. I had to learn what yeah, that that's, meant. Yeah, that's also yes. uh, going to see a judge. It means go going to the bathroom dog, down south for our northern going listeners. Going to see the judge. Go settle with the judge. You just need some time time away, but there are some famous dogs in in the college sports and uh, just sports mascots as a whole. But have you either one of you ever had an opportunity to meet one of the uh, infamous uh, like real live dog animals? Any close encounters with those? I know you guys are big college football fans. Well, you, you know, there's no singular ones because they die out and they get replaced like Uga's up to what eight or nine by now mm -hmm. in Georgia Ugga four Ugga, I think five. it's further than four yeah, I think it's ten. Six or I think seven. It's ten. yeah and there were no. like 
there were like 12 Lassies. They don't even know and, who Lassie is now. Well, you know, Lassie was a male, and it was portrayed as a female on a TV series, but in the animal species, the, the male usually is more colorful than the female. So, so how did they hide males. that in the movies? They didn't do a lot of close-ups from the <laughs> below, okay? Lassie had a shaggy coat, okay? Hey, Shaggy Dog, that was the other. Shaggy D.A., a Disney movie. Dean yeah. Jones, may he rest his soul. That's one of your favorite your favorite movies, Air Buds. Well, one of your favorite movies, right? Ernest or Paul? One I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the Air Buds. No, I don't like the Air Bud movies. Yeah. I'm but nonetheless, let's, let's move forward from this. Uh, but yeah, um, but part of Ephesian history, you know, I, I'm praying Paul last time. You know, I'm not a, uh, I'm your number one, pardon the confusion, but uh, one year ago, approximately uh, episode 64, we were talking uh, August 29th, I believe it was approximately, but we were talking luck in the NFL, and Paul introduced the topic of luck uh, fleeing from the NFL. He retired early, and uh, Paul, you introduced that topic as what was your most luckiest moment in your life, and and Ernest, I, I remember hearing you quote that. I tuned into it today real quick. Not the whole thing, but you said the day I married my wife, quote Ernest Watts. And Nate, he was on that podcast, and he said the, the birth of his kids and marrying his wife. So it's still hard to believe. Like, it's already been one year since, uh, you know, luck has left the NFL, and the NFL was just, just blossoming, and we were so excited of that. And it's just really hard to believe it's already September. But nonetheless, um any any thoughts on that, Ernest? Are you still a lucky man? With well, your yeah, 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 but I'll, yeah. I'll show you lucky. On this day, yeah. four or five years ago, I believe, four years ago, Tony Romo got hurt in an exhibition game against Seattle. And because he got injured, uh, Dak Prescott got his chance. Wow. And just think that one injury, both of them making as much money as they're making – you know, Tony Romo and I make $17 million a year broadcasting. Dak actually makes worse than that. Would you have thought when Tony Romo went down, he would be financially more secure than Dak Prescott? <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Of course, you know, if you're, if you're a Cowboy quarterback, you're set for life. Look at Don Meredith. Look at Aikman. Look at uh, TV Spalock. is made for them. Even even yeah. Danny White's done fairly well since then. He was a mediocre quarterback for the Cowboys. In that and the, the Cowboys just produce stars. You think of even you know after their their tenure there at the Dallas, you think of Terrell Owens. He was with that. Didn't he go on dancing with the stars? He was really good. Oh at yeah, that. yeah. Nonetheless, cool. Now, now uh, as you talked yeah. about luck, you you know what? Branch uh, Rickey, probably the smartest man who's ever in professional baseball. You yeah. know what he said about luck? He and said. Luck? No, he luck. said he just said luck in general. He said luck was the residue of preparation. Perspiration? Resp no, preparation. Resp preparation preparation. Age? Preparation. Oh. No, be prepared. Oh. All right. Ooh, this close of all time. Ooh, all right. So I looked up the luckiest man in the world just because I thought I might. You want to do the speech? And I'm the luckiest man in the world. Yeah, you're you guys did the beginning of it. There's some people who said I've got this is the Lou Gehrig speech, okay? Play for uh, New York Yankees, he, died a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, came back for Lou Gehrig. They died of, died of amyotrophic lambral sclerosis, which is hmm. a neuromuscular deterioration disease, ALS. 
which Catfish Hunter died of also. And he did this famous speech, which uh, uh, Gary Cooper in the movie uh, mimicked. Um, and so, it was, some people said I've gotten some bad breaks in life, and he hesitates. But I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And so he died two years to the day after that speech. So ba- I'm impressed. Paul, the, you had to look that up. The, no, no, that isn't it. The dead. luckiest man in the huh? world is a guy named Frayn Selak from Croatia. He says he's the luckiest man in the world, according to Ripley's Believe It or Not, because he survived a train crash, a plane crash, and a car crash. <laughs> wow. I would think that maybe he's the unluckiest, maybe, too. So, You remember yeah. that forest ranger had been struck by lightning seven times? <laughs> it was in the Guinness World Book of Records. Or like Lee Trevino, a golfer, was hit like five times by lightning playing golf over his career. That's that's but, what you yeah, call we, the yips. Yips? Yeah, he never had And he had a strange... Uh, his, the way he would tee off it, he'd almost run up a la Happy Gilmore. No, no, no. He just <laughs> opened up ball. his left foot, and he he's just like stepping in the bucket in baseball. He just kept it open and came through. Anyway, we digress. Public, yeah, but he learned on the public links. He didn't go to a country club and didn't have yeah. a teacher or anything. And, yeah, but we live up to our name. Pardon the confusion. We, we've touched on a lot of things so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Ernest, real quick, you would be the guy to know. What is Andrew Luck up to today, a year later? Do you know? Wow. I would. I know that he got his degree in architecture, and I know that he was really interested in the architecture of a lot of the designs in Europe. Right. So just taking a guess, I, I would say he's somewhere in Europe, London or Germany or France, and he's looking at some of the ancient cathedrals and stuff. Okay, maybe maybe he'll help rebuild Notre Dame. It, it caught fire on yeah, burned down, <laughs> down, burned down. Yeah, but uh, not not so, Nate's Notre Dame. Okay, got to tell the audience that not Nate's. Exactly, Dame. exactly. So, moving along, uh, Paul and Ernest, when you hear the words, I want to hear your first impulse, impressions, and thoughts. And Paul, we'll start with you. When you hear the word "great outdoors," what's the first thing that comes to your comes to your mind? <laughs> Bad movie with Dan Aykroyd <laughs> and, and, and Candy. Uh, bad movie too. Uh, the Great Outdoors. Yeah, just wow. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. it's one of those expressions like your father used to. You know, you went on vacation. Yeah. And you'd come up to the Smoky Mountains and he'd do that dad speech that we all do. Now, kids, I want you to see the Great Outdoors, nature's beauty. You know, we, we, we made fun of our parents doing that, but we wind up doing the same type of, you know, bolsterous chamber of commerce type speech to our kids. We do. And Paul, what was your first impression when you think of great outdoors? What, what camping, comes to your mind? buddy. Camping. Camping. Enjoying and that, that life. Picture was pretty, that picture was pretty sweet of the lake that you shared with us all. I was like, that's, I just want to go take a dip in that lake. Look, look awesome. But, uh, but yeah, Ernest, I actually matched up exactly with what you said. Uh, the great outdoors, I think, of John Candy and uh, John Candy. They always do that. John Candy and Dan Aykroyd, the movie, because I would oftentimes uh, go spend the night at my grandpa's house, and he'd have these old VHS tapes. He said, pick us out a movie. There's all kind of westerns in there, but it seemed like I always gravitated towards the great outdoors movies. And, and uh, as uh, you just mentioned, I'm kind of leaning towards that way, just uh, just trying to get outdoors more due to, due to COVID. I've always been an outdoor kind of guy. But since my uh, we don't have sports this fall, school's back in session. I told my son, I said, what do you want to do? Said, we need to do something that we've just not been able to do in a long time. And he, he wants to get into doing a little, little more fishing, 
a little more camping and so forth this this fall and we do live by a great big atlantic ocean so we can do more fishing but uh uh one of my favorite quotes is not all who wander are lost and i have actually this is something that's passionate to me you know i enjoy sports and outdoors and manly things and but one thing is passionate to me i enjoy hiking and things like that and one of the books i read a couple and speaking of books as i said we've talked about is uh uh, a walk in the woods and that was by bill bryson and he actually created a movie of it and um ernest could tell you the actors names of it and i can't remember robert ernest, redford robert redford and yeah. uh uh oh oh i blanked out uh the picture with the weird hair uh used to be a hunk in the 70s yes help me out paul uh um he's got the wild hair he did. He got an Oscar nomination for the movie with uh, Barbara Streisand. Uh, oh Lord, I'll remember it after a while. But go ahead. Yeah. I digress. But, yeah, but nonetheless, Nick Nolte. So, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. There you go. Awesome. Your time about ran out. About put the buzzer on you with that trivia. But nonetheless, uh, so The Great Outdoors is a hilarious movie. And one time we were doing this podcast, we we're recording and talking together. I had to take that like a commercial break, and I had to say, okay, what? what's going back on to me back in because my son, he learned a nice piece of language from that movie um, that I didn't remember that was in there. And I was said, what rating is this movie? And it's back, this movie was made back in the eighties and it's got a rating of PG. And I was like, well, what was up with the ratings back in the eighties and what's acceptable as far as culture back then and today, but nonetheless, uh, it's a hilarious movie. And uh, I can think of some epic kind of great outdoor movie scenes that has happened in my life. So, Ernest, we'll start with Paul. Paul, what is your most epic outdoors, it could be sporting, recreational blunder that you can recall as a, as a kid or an adult? Wow, there's a lot of them. Um, yeah, or it could be the time that the, the rattler, the water snake came swimming down at me when I was out in the middle of a stream when I was 12. I freaked out then. But I'm going to say my wife and I went on a romantic weekend to the Nantahala Forest in North Carolina. She always wanted yeah. to go whitewater rafting. So we booked it. We went over there. We were going to be the first raft down the river, and they release the water. They dam it up for a while, and then they release it during the day mm -hmm. to make sure it's fast and everything. And we're going down. And then all of a sudden I realized the lady said, oh, this is my first time guiding a raft. I'm thinking, oh, okay. We're going down, and all of a sudden, people are yelling at us because a big tree, I mean a huge tree, fell all the way across the river except for one little spot. And the water was rushing like crazy around that spot. And she mm -hmm. couldn't control the raft, and the raft slammed against the tree and looked like we were going to go underneath that tree and who knew what. And I, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, somebody grabs my life preserver and yanks me like I'm a rag doll out of the <laughs> the the raft and I'm you know at that point I'm about 210 pounds and same thing with my wife and I look at him and there's this young guy I mean his adrenaline must have been kicking he just yanked mm -hmm. me out and they got us to the side and they said we're so sorry they're supposed to have a raft go down and make sure it's all clear before sending the other rafts and we'll refund your money and do you still want to do it and I looked at my Audrey says, I can't get any worse than this. We've come this far. Let's do the rest <laughs> of it. So we did. And there's a picture at the very end where they always take the picture of the people, you know, at the place where the raft gets really high in the air. And right. so, you know, it's fun almost, you know, dying on the river, you know, no problem. It is. 
And did you? Hopefully, you didn't hear banjo music, right? That's the movie. No, that's reference. only down in Georgia. This was up in North oh, Carolina. Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Now, Ernest, let me remind you. <laughs> you like a no, go ahead. Let me remind you before you answer this question that you a year ago and you you still agree to it today that you're the luckiest man alive that you married your wife um, of that day. Do you, so be mindful of that when you answer this question. What is your most epic yeah, Ernest. sporting recreational vacation adventure that you... Oh, oh so you're telling me do the G-rated and not the R-rated version. Okay. <laughs> I, I've never had any. Uh, I do remember one called there, There's a Waterfall at about five-mile trek uh, on the way from Gatlinburg and the Great Smoky Mountains to Cades Cove. And we took my wife's sister, and there's a waterfall that you walk across at the top of the, and I've forgotten the name of the trail. And she became so paralyzed with fear, uh, she would not come back. She crawled across the water, and I had to pick her up and carry her back over. But other than, you know, your basic sumac and poison ivy, which I did get that very bad one time that it went all the way up to my thigh. and. Mm-hmm. Couldn't wear a shoe because I started to sweat. Other than that, no. I mean, I've never had. I mean, a, a bad area. I mean, I'm, I'm not the greatest camper in the world. No Boy Scout uh, with you. Uh, I was a Boy Scout for a short period of time until I discovered girls. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, I mean, I've never. Not, nothing really bad. Doug the Wait, so the girls the didn't dig your Boy Scout uniform? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no. Women do not go for <laughs> shorts and khakis. Nope, nope. That's a deal killer, all right? Especially in the yeah. 1960s 70s. Yeah. Uh, military wasn't really appreciated back then. So, right. no, no. Anything looking militaristic. And, and unfortunately, in the 60s, the old Boy Scout uniforms looked a lot like the old SS uniforms. Yeah, World War II movies, so yeah. you not a lot of blue, khaki, and brown. So, no, I'm sorry, no, no yeah. tails. Didn't, didn't. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, we we've all three here, uh, host, got a little bit of North Carolina blood in us. We've lived here for at least some point in time. I've lived here my entire life. Ernest is a military brat, moved around a little bit, but made his roots here. But there's a lot to love about North Carolina. You got a little bit of taste of the seas. Uh, the Piedmont and the mountains. There's a lot of great things to love. And uh, so just feel free to look us up. And I mean, there's the mountains, the, the sea trail that goes from the mountains all the way out to Jockey's Ridge. But I find a, a lot of beauty in, in nature and, and get my fulfillment and get my cup filled up. But my mom shared a song with me since we are on a country radio station that, that plays our podcast. I, I still believe, right? So uh, she shared a song with me by Eli Young, and it's called Saltwater Gospel. And I want to read a quote to you about that. And he talks about, you know, he goes down to the to the water and sinks his feet and soaks up the sun and watches the sunset. And um, I'm giving you a paraphrase, but he finally he says, I can feel the power of the saltwater gospel. I'm as close to God as I can get. And I just, I do, I have had a lot of awe-inspiring moments with nature and especially during these stressful times that we're in. But um, I've had quite a few breathtaking moments out in nature and hiking on the Appalachian Trail like uh, Bill Bryson has before. And one, one of the awe-inspiring moments that I have felt the most at peace is, is climbing up a mountain, a mountain uh, with my breath gone, sweat, and it was early morning and you got to the top and it cleared off and you could see pretty much layers of clouds uh, underneath mountaintops. It just looked like you could walk straight across. It was beautiful. But nonetheless, um, 
it's about halftime, guys, and I've got a halftime break to transition us into some sports. I know you're ready. Ernest's cup is overflowing with sports talk, and we've had a lot of hot takes through our text message group this week about some great things happening in sports. But as we transition, I have a riddle for you guys, okay? See if you can solve the riddle, okay? You, you, didn't get this, you didn't get this for the trailer for the new Batman movie, did you? No, uh, the Riddler. Okay. Is that coming out? Yeah, yeah. Trailer, okay. trailer came out this week of the new Batman movie. Okay, Riddle me Yes, so it's, yeah, we put a plug into that movie. So think about this. This is tied to North Carolina as well and your health message for the day, all right? A doctor, listen closely, a doctor and a bus driver are both in love with the same woman. She's an attractive girl named Sarah. So the bus driver had to go on a long bus trip that would last a week. Before he left, he gave Sarah seven apples. Why is that? One for each day? No. I'll read it again. A doctor and a bus driver are in love with the same woman, Sarah. The bus driver had to go on a long trip that would last a week. Before he left, he gave Sarah seven apples. And why was that? Paul, you got your answer? Yeah, you eat an apple a day when the doctor's away. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. That's right. Uh, Get it, Ernest? I said an yeah. apple. I said an apple for each day of the week. That's but close. It is close. It's close. No cigar. All right, okay. No cigar, right? All right. I will not ask for I'm not going to go to the NBA and try to get a, uh, a, <laughs> a, a review right there. And a, speaking of NBA. I have to go to Secaucus, New Jersey to get a review. And speaking of NBA, Ernest, we'll transition here shortly. But what is the difference between a dog? Here's another riddle. What's the difference between a dog and a basketball player? Uh, one dribbles, one drools. Oh, Paul, he's on his Oh, okay. He's, he's, he's on it. He's on it. Okay. I know some NBA players who can't dribble, but go ahead. We're going to have to give Paul an extra five minutes, and you're going to have to go on timeout, Ernest, uh, nonetheless. But, yeah, speaking of apples, you know, it's apple season in North Carolina, so eat a fresh apple keeps the keep the doctor away, right? So, Ernest, I'll let you start it out. Uh, the theme of our messages through our text message group here lately, and speaking of the basketball riddle, has been – uh, Luca themed and Ernest, you had. Uh, I'm going to quote you on that, okay? And I'm going to quote Mr. David, Mr. David Arnold. <laughs> Ernest, you said, My eyes have seen the second coming of Larry Bird, and it is in Luca, Ernest Watts. And, and, and David said, It's really crazy that every scout and their families were screaming Luca uh, should be the first pick, and they, they uh, draft prospects, they picked a, uh, AD. And uh, Luca was eventually drafted third. So Luca was kind of on fire this week. Ernest, you want to kind of give some background? And traded. And he yeah. was traded. You know, the team that picked him third traded him for Trey Young. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it, again, there, there's always a natural suspicion of European players. Ever since I will evoke a name which will cause problems oh, for Paul, Darko Milovic. Oh. And, and it's because for every. For every uh, Luca and every Dirk Nowinski, there's a Darko or there's a Kristif Nolvich or there. I mean, that's just it. It's, it's like 50 50. And even though they don't play college ball, they play club ball. And usually they play against adults. Uh, a lot of it's, it's an apples to orange type of thing. And mm -hmm. there were questions about Luca coming in, but he is the closest thing I have seen. And Sunday's game was the best playoff game I've seen this year. 
But he is the closest thing I've seen to Larry Bird and his ability to pass the ball, to dribble the ball, to rebound, to just create, and the ability to take that last shot and not worry about the consequences. Yeah, and he was injured too. Is that what occurred to her? Yeah, had a bad angle uh, yeah. and actually uh, had some trash talking that, that was uh, unfortunately uh, Montez Harrell had called him a blank, blank white boy uh, the Friday night game, which created some hackles for some individuals. But yeah. it's, the, it's the creativity with it. And I haven't seen that since Larry Bird. And yeah. when he had a 40-point, 15-rebound, 15-assist game, it had only been twice before it done. Mm -hmm. And that had been done by Oscar Robinson and also by Charles Barkley. And that brings up an issue. And, and Paul can chime in here, I feel. I feel as if Charles Barkley and Terry Bradshaw, their achievements of athletes have been kind of denigrated or negated because of these clownish images they do in broadcasting. Because Bradshaw was a four Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, he had a gun for an arm. But the younger generation, and by younger generation, I mean Travis and his ilk, <laughs> Only know him as this clown on the pregame shows, and Charles Barkley through his commercials. And wouldn't you agree, Paul, that, that their achievements have been kind of good? I mean, Charles Barkley was a top ten basketball. But to me, Charles Barkley is much better than Kobe Bryant. And outside of not getting a championship, and he takes it. They both of them take it well. I'm to give it credit. They both take the ridicule well. Better than most human beings I know. I think they. But were I think this had a, I think this adverse effect and us remembering what special athletes both of them were. I think you're suffering a little bit of the time in your life when they were really good, because when you're at a certain age, I think in your 20s and 30s, you're really still into sports and you're more nostalgic when you get older. So. Terry Bradshaw won all those Super Bowls when we were much younger. Like, how old were you when he won in the 70s, right? He won them in the 70s? Uh, his last was 77. Yeah, so for us, we were in our teens and early 20s, and that's a sort of nostalgic time. I hear my son get really nostalgic about the Chicago Bulls because when mm -hmm. he used to watch them. So I think that's part of it. I also think those guys have made a lot of money being you know, a character because how many other uh, color commentators have lasted as long as Charles Barkley and Terry Bradshaw? So, and, and both of them also realize overcame big problems because Terry Bradshaw has talked about his clinical depression, and and Charles Barkley has talked about his substance abuse problems, and, and both the, of them have overcome. I mean, that people seem to forget those were serious. I mean, Charles Barkley actually had to serve jail time for mm -hmm. DUI. And, and Bradshaw, you know, he talks about his four marriages and how his clinical depression, how after, after he walked away from football, he, he was suicidal. Mm -hmm. And, and the, you wouldn't think that because of the imagery he plays, but they have both, I mean, they, they have both overcome and I think that's good for them. But I think a lot of people tend to realize, tend to forget how special athletes they were. Right. So let's let's keep it back on point. So if, if I need to be caught back right. up to what game, you know, I, I've not been tuned in as much. But what what do I need to know as Travis and as your your friend and co-host here, Ernest, to keep my eyes on this next coming week throughout the playoff period? 
I think you're going to have a fascinating series with the Heat and the Bucks, mm-hmm. and okay. the Bucks finish off the Magic. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Bama Bio uh, is probably one of the those athletes that can give Giannis a hard time. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a six or seven game series, and I wouldn't be entirely shocked if the Heat took the Bucks out. I think the Rockets and the Thunder have become a great series. Great guard play because both teams play three guards. Westbrook comes back. Chris Paul, I don't know what he's done. I don't know what uh, Fountain of Youth he's drinking from, but he's playing like he's 23 years old. He set a record this year. He uh-huh. scored the most points in what's called clutch time, which is five points or less with five minutes less to go in the game. And okay. he's the last person you would have thought that in that respect. Yeah. I mean, those teams, and they, they play such, again, it's such different styles, but that, that's that's a series that I think will go seven. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, the, the Lakers will probably match up against the Jazz. That's going to be an interesting, uh, well, no, they're going to be playing the Rockets if they win their series. Okay. But the, you know, it's it's there's some good basketball yet to come, and the fact that you're getting two to three to four games a day, you're just getting overloaded with it. Yeah, it's so hard to keep up with it, and I've been so used to not having it sports here lately. It is, it's hard to just tune back in. It's been a busy time of year, so I'm looking forward to fall to slow down. And speaking of L.A. and LeBron, and Paul, have you noticed that I've seen on media and sports cast that, uh, that they're just reporting how LeBron is just lasered in, and I keep seeing the images and quotes from him. I just He looks so fierce and on point, and... He acts like he's got a little chip on his shoulder, and I, I believe he does deal with his uh, his uh, strong and uh, understandable stance on social injustices. And is that good sometimes to for athletes to play with their chip on the shoulder? And you know, what do you think about LeBron? You're asking a question like, is it good to eat barbecue when it comes fresh from the pit? Yes, of course. It's good to have yeah. a little chip, a little attitude. What every coach that's worth his salt always says to the players, they don't respect us. Nobody respects us. you got to have a focal point, the underdog, or uh, they think we're done. Let's prove them wrong. It it gets the juices going. And when Uh I've noticed that um, for a while there, it looked like the Lakers were sort of stalling. I think Rondo is coming back soon or is back. Um, And I think Dame Lillard was going to give them fits if he didn't get injured. And I think his injury was one of the best things that could ever happen because he was so hot. And I don't think they're going to slow them down. Um, I wonder, though, if, you know, besides the big two with LeBron and Davis, who's really the third guy? Uh, I don't even know if Kuzma has scored very much. I haven't paid attention to the statistics. I've been spending my time, of course, as you guys know, my daughter got married last weekend. That's been all-consuming. But when I get a chance, I'm watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I know Ernest is still nursing a a big loss there with his Hurricanes uh, losing. Yeah. Can I throw in one more basketball before we leave the NBA? Yeah. By the way, it's going to be Danny Green. That's the third person. Caroline, go Tar Heels. Uh, We've seen the end of the process. The 76ers who for a long time uh, tanked, lost on purpose to get draft picks, they no longer will be part of the discussion. I mean, they're going to be a mediocre basketball team. And and I think the issue is it's not the concept of losing at draft picks. They went through three general managers and made horrible picks. Jaquiel Okafor, Noel's, Noel from Kentucky, 
who played on right. the only Kentucky team that didn't make the NCAAs for Calipari. I, I think the idea of tanking works. You, it's it comes down to making good draft picks. I mean, right. getting draft picks is the easiest part. The hard part, yeah. and that kind of goes back to Luca, and and Paul knows again because the Detroit Pistons had a chance of either taking uh, uh, Anthony, taking Anthony, and they took Darko or, or D Wade, or the Dennis. Well, yeah, but Anthony Anthony would have been the pick. Carmelo that Anthony been. could have been with Carmelo because he went with Denver with the next pick. So yeah. you, you never know. I mean, again, we see every year. You look at the guys who are dominating now. Leonard was a pick in the latter part of the draft. Giannis was a pick in the twenties. You, you just it's you really don't know. So it's it's again, it's the decision maker, it's not the decisions. Now to the Stanley Cup. Ernest, I'm gonna much. give you one more chance as we transition to the Stanley Cup. Okay. Give you one more chance to get a correct answer on a reel tonight. And I'm gonna let Paul give his uh since he's been watching and tuning in some hockey, he's got some takes on that. But one more chance, Ernest. So what do a magician and hockey players have in common? <laughs> hat trick? They both do hat tricks. Yes. You got it right. So. All right, I got it. That's okay. a good dad oh, boy, joke. Boy, boy, that was a throw in there. That was a gimme. That was a 3-0, just get it past the strike zone <laughs> throw there. Yes. I left the easy one for you. So, Paul, what's, okay. what's your take on NHL? And I've been keeping up a little bit more with that as well. So. What should we be looking forward to this next week and or so? Yeah, well, first give Ernest credit because I threw out on the text group that we have, you know, who I thought was going to win. And he right. said Golden Knights look really good. And then I saw them for a while the other night, and I realized, wow, he is right. I guess I just have a hard time believing such a new team, like they're about four years old, can be this good consistently. Uh, that's a whole nother discussion we've had before about the way they got started. Um, but right now, I know Boston beat your beloved Hurricanes. I just think they're too old. I don't think they're going to get past. If they get past the Lightning, I don't think they're going to get past the uh, Flyers. And then the Flyers are playing the Islanders. I think they'll take care of the Islanders. They don't have enough experience yet, and they're trying to rough it up with the Flyers to get past them. Uh, Dallas is the surprise hot team. Um, they're up uh -huh. 2-0 against the Avalanche. I think they are sort of the sleeper. If anybody's going to beat the Golden Knights, it's going to be Dallas Stars. But I don't know. You look at it all right now, I have to think Ernest is right. I think the Golden Knights, they got two solid goalies, and that's what you have to have. And um, they just seem more poised than the other teams. I think the Golden Knights are going to go all the way as much as I'd like to see one of the original eight or some of the old teams. But just think about, Ernest, right now, out of these teams right now, Boston is the only original eight in it right now. If Flyers was not original eight, I don't think. Maybe they were, but... No, they were, their expansion 67. Right. So Boston's only the original eight, and it's sad that Detroit Red Wings are tanking but they intentionally tanked where they're my favorite team they've been tanking the last two or three years getting ready and stevie eisman's back and and hopefully they'll get better so Ernest, am i right are you right is the golden knights gonna win it all boy the stars have been impressive i mean got got cory perry from the uh, anaheim Mighty ducks uh earlier in the year they're playing their backup goalie ben bishop who probably is going to get the vesna trophy he's been injured They've got a young defenseman who's just just good. I mean, they're just that they, they Dallas is like the last game 
they spotted a, a two goal lead to the Avalanche, and in about five minutes they scored four goals. Like, uh, uh, you gonna try and show junk? And they just turned, flipped the switch. They've impressed me. Uh, the only thing that worries me about the Golden Knights is Robin Ler Lerner is their goalie. Uh, uh, Flurry is kind of getting a little upset because they're not playing him that much. Max Pacioretty is their best scorer, and he really hasn't showed up. Mark Stone's a good uh, two-way center they have. They just have depth on the offense. And I, I still, you know, I think they're still the best team. The Dallas has been impressive. I put Boston in the grave pretty much like Paul had. Mm -hmm. But, but you know, they have really showed up. They've shown me something against the Lightning tonight will kind of determine because that they're playing the second game. And, and the Islanders, Barry Trotz won a Stanley Cup as the coach of Washington. They haven't won a series since then. He made an expansion team, the Nashville Predators, uh, a powerful team in the West when he was there. Trotz probably right now is the best coach in the NHL. So I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and tell you that the Flyers are going to beat the Islanders. I'm not so sure about that. So uh, look out for the Islanders. Uh, but I, I kind of, I still, I'm still sticking with Lightning and Golden Knights. That was my pick last week. And I still okay. think that there's time for that to happen. But it, it's nice to, to flip on the radio at work at one o'clock and listen to a basketball game or ride home and listen to a hockey game. And every day is, is two or three games and mm -hmm. poor old baseball, poor old baseball, which is already halfway through their season is, is kind of an afterthought. Baseball. Speaking of baseball, thank transition, you. Transition, transition. And, and a yeah. new star has arisen in Detroit. Hasn't it, Paul? Detroit Tigers. Tell us about that, Paul. Uh, I've been at a wedding for the last two weeks. So. Okay. Uh, what do you um, which tell? Us tell me, you're not talking about their high draft pick Mize because he got bombed the yeah. other the pitcher. Yeah, but he looked pretty good for a couple. You're innings. talking about the outfielder. Oh, I'm, I'm a lot of good young talent there. Okay, well, they're about we'll, ready to trade. I'm trying to throw you a bone to the Tigers. So I know, rough, rough. Tatis Junior. Tatis Jr. leading in home runs. Fernando Tatis Jr. for the Padres wow. is a about six foot five shortstop. And he got into a lot of trouble the last week because on a 3-0 count, while they were leading 10 to 3, he took uh, get me over fastball and hit it over the fence for a grand slam. And that kind of brought up the old baseball rules. But you know, my idea is if you can't pitch to him, it's kind of like, you know, the my philosophy about football, and Paul and I used to do TV together and do football games. And when you had routes, you know, my idea was get better at defense. If you don't want to get beat 60 to nothing, play defense. And if you don't want to throw a easy cripple pitch in there on a 3-0 count, pitch better. But Tatis has just been truly amazing. He doesn't play and for it, the Tigers. What are you talking about? No, no, he plays a Padre. Oh, Padre. I was about to say, I'm thinking, what are you talking about? The Tigers don't have him. Well, I, I tried to help you out with Mize, and you just cut me off, so I went on to the okay. real star. All right, that's he fine. Play, that's he fine. plays for Slam Diego. That's the yeah. new, Slam new Diego. nickname, Slam Diego. I like it. They set a record of uh, six straight games with Grand Slam and then uh, missed a game that had won the next game. Uh, and this is an exciting team. Uh, you've got uh, Hosmer at first base. 
There's a young man, Mackenzie Gore, who's from uh, Columbus County here in North Carolina. They're going to bring up as a pitcher. But, I mean, they're, they're behind the Dodgers. The Dodgers are dominant. But with eight teams in the playoffs in each league, they're, they're going to they're gonna make the playoffs. But you got Abreu hitting, I think, seven home runs in a series against the Cubs over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, you know, baseball's going on, but it's, it's kind of like the third sport at this time. Hockey and, and, yeah. and basketball have, have pretty much taken a lot of the emphasis. I'm, I'm still, man, my Braves are still winning, even though the two best ball players are out. The right. Yankees have had, there have been so many injuries that have affected the short series, and we kind of anticipated that from the start. Hmm. Now, so, so that's why I take Ernest, a few told her, you told You told on yourself, Ernest, so I, you've, You've been watching and listening to all these sports, and I realize why I can't get a hold of you at work now. Um, but yeah, you stole the thunder there. Slam Diego, did you? Do you think pitching had to do anything with that? They they played the the Texas Rangers what two three times with those back back homers. Other than Lance Lynn, uh, the Rangers really don't have any pitching. And it's, it's again, yeah, I think the short preparation period the pitching pitching has been off uh garrett cole got a little upset he's been the only really dominant pitcher for the Yankees. the yankees have him and he's been pretty dominant but around both mm-hmm. leagues i mean the pitching has been mediocre and you're seeing more teams going to what's called openers which are like mm-hmm. using relief pitchers for the first three innings the braves have had to go to use that because the braves have lost three pitchers Mike Soroka, yeah. who was their best pitcher, was a Cy Young candidate. He uh, tore his uh, Achilles heel. Uh, Fokunewitz just can't throw a strike. I mean, they've just had problems <laughs> with their starters. Yeah. Okay. But uh, speaking of the starter and openers, we opened this podcast talking about dogs. And obviously with sports being in full swing, if you remember back in the early 2000s, back up, Back when I was in middle school, the Baja men released a song, and you've heard it at sporting events, Who Let the Dogs Out? So uh, the dogs are out, the dogs of the NBA, the dogs of the MLB and the NHL. It's it's an exciting time in sports. And um, I was coming home today from work. I got home, sat in, had some dinner, and was flipping through some of my my sports um, apps and reading headlines. And all the... Speaking of NFL, we'll touch on them just briefly, but old Tom Brady uh, and a rookie had an encounter uh, sometime today or yesterday where Tom Brady got his, his feelings hurt, and so did probably the rookie. He actually knocked down Tom Brady during during practice. Uh, did you guys hear about that? Don't touch the quarterback. Don't do it. Was the yeah, guy colorblind? Got... I mean, doesn't Brady usually I wear don't... orange? Yes, or green or something whatever color that don't don't touch the guy but uh some but people the, were yeah, commenting yeah, one, on it it was hilarious but one of the things i've heard about this and this been watching hard knocks more than anything else is rookies who normally would have the preseason games to show what they're doing are really not getting the opportunity to show so to do something like this as a rookie nothing else you're going to get noticed and and you know when you're doing For good or bad reasons yeah you know non and no contact drills you're doing walkthroughs for most of these teams and the whole thing in training camp if if you're a non-drafted rookie if you're a free agent or if you are a rookie uh he, 
it's going to be difficult to get the attention. There's a lot of good ball players going to get cut this year just for the idea that no one's going to see them playing ball. I mean, XFL, probably that, XFL, 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 especially with the CFL not playing this year and a good chance the CFL may be gone. Uh, you're going to see some good talent with the XFL. No, the CFL is not going to close up shop. I, I don't know. They asked for a $30 million loan. Wow, the Canadian government and and so, you know, government's not exactly printing money these days. Well, not the so Canadian. Could Dwayne the Rock Johnson lead the the spearhead of XFL to uh, take the place of CFL eventually? That's to be uh, seen. No, right? they're, they're going to keep it in the spring because they right. you know that that. But see, the problem is now being spring football, they're not going to be unique because the the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and a lot of the D2 and D3 and the FCS teams are going to be playing yeah. a, a truncated schedule in, in you know, right. and they're going to start, as I understand it, the, these colleges looking at starting the last week in January because they, okay. want to get, they want to get done early enough because they know they're hopefully if the coronavirus somehow is mitigated, they're going to turn around and have to, you know, get ready for, summer camp the following August. So the more time they can do with the end of this spring season and extend time to August, the less likely uh, injury concerns for for the underclassmen. And college, they they typically do spring games anyway. So, I mean, it'll, I think it'll all work out. But Ernest, help me and our listening audience. uh, What date should we put on our calendar for the NFL to start? Remind me of that. Uh, I think it's game. the 10th. September 10th is the first game. Okay. That's uh, right. uh, San Diego, Kansas City. Okay. I believe it's San Diego, Kansas City. Yeah. I know it's it Kansas City. Yeah. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll see NFL. We may yeah. not see 16 yeah. games, but we will see the NFL. It's kind of wait and see. So, Paul and Ernst, we're coming down to our last uh, few minutes here and Paul, I wanted to give you an opportunity to give your last about one minute closeout for tonight. Any last comments or thoughts that you wanted to work in for our discussions tonight? Um, I enjoyed having you lead, Travis. I wish you luck on the dog and the puppy and the poop. That's what you'll have. Teach those <laughs> kids some responsibility. And, um, and when you step in it, don't say the four-letter word, right? Yes. Yes. Kids? Oh, kids? kids, kids is a four-letter word. Yes. Muck a is a four-letter word. Anyways, yeah. that's so what I thought I heard Ernest say earlier, but he was pronouncing a, I believe, foreign baseball player's yeah, name. Yeah, I know he came close to that famous Woo. F word, but he didn't. Yeah. French fry. Ernest, French fry. any last takes that you have? Sad news for my grandsons, Mason and Logan Watts, today. They are devout followers of the Barcelona FC team. And today, Lionel Messi, the greatest soccer player on the planet right now, has announced that he wants to leave Barcelona. He was upset at their play uh, in the Champions League, they, uh, excuse me, the, uh, in the UEFA Cup. And they lost eight to three to Baden Munich. What did you say? And How did you say that? UEFA. UEFA. Okay. Wow. Coming close. Me up. UEFA. 
David okay. will back me up. Okay, I'm talking to David because these two clowns <laughs> don't know soccer, all right? Uh, <laughs> it looks like Messi will be reunited with his old coach, Pep Guardiola, at uh, Manchester City, which happens yes. to be my favorite Premier League team, which means bad news for David's uh, uh, Messi's team. washed up. He's been washed up for years. Uh, he's not washed up. Best soccer player there is right now. So uh, I guess my grandsons will be getting rid of their red and blue Barcelona kits, and they'll be buying the baby blue, the Carolina blue, uh, Manchester City kits. That's what they call jerseys over there, folks. They call them so kits. Nice. They call them kits, yes. And you play on the pitch. You don't play on the field. Okay. So I, I'm obviously the only person who's listening to me right now is David. So David understands what I'm saying. <laughs> so okay. back to the unencumbered, uneducated non-soccer they call it football over there too they football. don't call it soccer really football. yes they so, call it <laughs> so my last take is the last 30 seconds here is i want everybody to remember the great state of new orleans new orleans city or in the city keep those in your prayers uh it was about 15 years ago to i think saturday when hurricane katrina hit them pretty hard 15 years ago and uh they've got a hurricane breathing down their neck here in the next 24 hours so uh, I think it's Hurricane Laura. I think Marco is ahead of Hello. Laura. But Marco yeah. is a tropical Hello. depression. My sister, had, they've evacuated Houston. So she is on the other side of San Antonio yeah. right now, driving, so, getting as far away from the storm as she can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so keep them in your prayers. And um, uh, we appreciate all you listening uh, at this given point in time. We encourage you to go to wherever you listen to our podcast at whether it be uh, Sports Country Radio or your favorite podcast um, uh, app, give us a rating so others can, can find us and, and listen to us and hear all the confusion that we have to talk about. So thank you and have a good, good evening. <laughs>